What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of The Voices in Between. It has been quite a while. Uh, I am your host, Aaron, and with me, as always, the wonderful, the fantastic, the currently stuck outside in a rainstorm, my daughter, Savannah. <laughs> What's happening, kiddo? What's up? Hello, Hi. everyone. It's been a minute. It has. It's been a very <laughs> long time. I mean, we, we did... Uh, we, we were kicking around ideas, uh, you know, a couple few months back about like kind of soft rebooting the show a little bit, making a few tweaks and changes. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it always does, uh, you know, everything got in the way. Life got in the way and uh, we didn't get a yeah. chance to do it. So, you know, when you messaged me and were like, hey, do you want to get the podcast going again? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting for you to say it. So. <laughs> I am uh, I am very very glad to be uh, back in the saddle, so to speak. Yeah, it's been very long, like six or seven months. Yeah. Oh, just like truly, truly the worst of my life. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I I would agree that. I yeah. Agree. At least I hope it doesn't get any worse. I I don't. I don't see how it could. Yeah, exactly. I could be wrong, but I don't think yeah. that it will. <laughs> Knock on wood, just in case. But uh, yeah. So, goodness, I mean. So, uh, what do you what do you want to talk about then? I guess. What what do you what do you what? Uh, I mean, we've obviously we've talked, but nobody else has heard us doing it. So. Uh, yeah. I guess I could. Whoever our listeners are, I guess I could inform them of why we haven't been here since it is kind of my fault well no i no, i wouldn't i wouldn't say i would definitely never say it was your fault and i would like to preface all of this by saying uh don't feel compelled to talk about anything you are uncomfortable talking about. yeah so basically a very long story short um it started off with me being Fired without reason from my previous job. Yeah. And that started a downward spiral. And then a month after that, I very tragically lost my mother. Yeah. So, yeah, life's just been kind of kicking me in the ass. And it's been rough. It's, it's been really hard. Well, and then but tack on to the end of all of that, not only did you have all of that happen, but you got a new job, which basically kind of ran you through the ringer for quite a couple, yeah. couple it was a couple months, like, it yeah. seemed, probably seemed like a fucking eternity to you, but I mean. It really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started working for the post office, which, yeah. for those who don't know. Working for the government is not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not all it's cracked up. Are you, <laughs> it's even really not. To, are you even allowed to talk about work? Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah, see, that's like the weird thing is it's even, it's still the government, so you can't. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I was like, before we, before I sent you the link and I was like, I was like, man, she's going to want to, like, we're going to mention, obviously, that she got a new job. I'm sure, but, like, <laughs> can she even say anything? Like, that's some, like, NDA type shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, basically, they were they were short-staffed, so I will give them that, but I definitely got used and abused, to say the yeah. very least. I worked a lot of hours, a lot of 
yeah, it was a lot of mentally exhausting times, especially when you're trying to grieve and figure out everything else in life. And then yeah. I kind of yeah. just threw myself into this job. So, yeah, it was a lot, but I think I'm starting to figure it out again. And yeah, it just seems I think that, it's getting better. I mean, just from my perspective, talking to you when your job was insanity versus talking to you now where it's leleveled out a little bit more uh, yeah. like night and day like you can tell that you are so much less stressed than you were yeah it was insane um, it actually after you don't realize how much stress affects your body right but after so I lost the job and then I lost my mom and then after that I my body just shut down like I didn't have basically I the stress from everything losing my mom and all of that um I basically just didn't have a period for like two three months Mm -hmm. and it was honestly kind of scary oh I'm sure yeah because you go from like it's your normal thing it's just what happens with women and then all of a sudden your life spirals and then all of a sudden your body shuts down. Yeah. So even it's like so the fucking weird thing scary. you can rely on with your body are kind of like up in the air too. You know? Yeah. And then at the same time, cause you never know. I'm like, well, fuck, did I get pregnant? Like it's, yeah. And it's just a fucking deal with, especially then in that time, yeah, I was right. like, no, I don't, I can't have anything more. Yeah. It's been fun, but, <laughs> we're back and yeah. it's getting better and I feel like <clears throat> it's kind of been like the, the whole body kind of turning on you thing like I was going through a bit of that as well like like they found out I'm diabetic and, and all this other mm-hmm. stuff and they've been trying to balance medications and they were you know prescribing me medications and then I would need approval for them. And then the doctor's office wasn't doing the approval portion of it. So at one point, like right before you asked if um, we wanted, if I wanted to start the show back up again, I, I had yeah. gone like about three weeks without one of my meds and I was starting to notice. Oh God. Like it was fun. The first week or so was fine. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, this will blow over. It'll be fine. I'll get my pills. And then the pills just, you know, they weren't, they weren't coming. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, by about week three, I was like, I couldn't really sleep all that much anymore. I could, didn't want to eat anymore. I was starting to feel sick again. So basically, it was like exactly how I felt like a year ago. So it felt like every bit of progress that I had made was completely gone. Oh, no. Like my legs, like I was to the point where like my legs weren't hurting me anymore. Like I could yeah. my feet weren't bothering me. I had energy, like I wanted to go out and do things. And it just, mm-hmm. it was no sooner that I was like, holy shit, I think I'm coming around the corner on this finally, that they basically like kicked, the, kicked my legs out from under me. Yeah. So I was like, I was depressed. I was like super depressed. So when you said like, hey, do you want to start the show up again? I was so happy. Like it was like, <laughs> it was like the bright spot in like what was honestly a very awful path. So well, good. I'm glad that I'm glad it worked out well that we that we started doing this when we did. Like, I feel like the yeah. time was good for both of us, you know. It was meant to be. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So with the whole idea of kind of a, a soft reboot, now that the, 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 the kind of process of the show is a bit more in my hands than it was. Yeah. Um, I, I figured like, you know, we can obviously like this show is about, about you and me talking about mental health and, and that's important. That is always going to be the heart and the core of the show, but yeah. there isn't always stuff to talk about, right? Like, yeah, which isn't a bad have, thing. Yeah, which isn't a bad <laughs> thing at all. Like you don't always have something to talk about. And I didn't want to have the show kind of suffer. Like, oh, well, you know, we didn't do a show for six months because we didn't have anything to talk about. Like, yeah. I don't want the show to only be about, like, when, when we're feeling bad. Like, when we have to talk about things that are upsetting us. So my mm-hmm. idea was that um, you and I have like a lot of similar a lot of similar interests we both enjoy true crime and horror movies and paranormal and shit like that and things like that hobbies that people have interests that people have that stuff makes you happy and all of those things factor in on your mental health you know somebody somebody you know one person goes and 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 reads a book and it makes them feel better because they can detach for a little while if somebody goes to watch a movie or, you know, they listen to a podcast and that's how they kind of separate from the, the, the bad things that are going on in their life or just, their, you know, their general day-to-day bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a really good idea if we share similar interests like that, that maybe on episodes that we don't necessarily have anything mental health-wise to talk about, we talk about the things that we really love talking about because that's all super important to mental health. Like, yeah talking to people about things that you love that they also love you know it just it brightens everything up for you yeah the dopamines are going yeah exactly (laughs) so i figured what we're probably if if you're into doing this idea we will you know we'll uh we'll start talking every now and then about uh you know horror movies that we watch that we really like or uh yeah. Or normal stuff that we 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 looked at and read about, mm-hmm. or you know, like maybe you saw a true crime case or something that you were coming through social media and you saw something cool and you want to talk about it. Like we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit and we're gonna kind of pepper those things in with the mental health to sort of you know keep the show flowing a little more regularly without it always feeling so anchored to the fact that we have to have something <laughs> mental health wise going on in order to do it. Yeah. Now it'll be a surprise. You never know. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it'll, uh, you know, and we don't, I feel like probably every, every two, three weeks, once a month, something like that is probably pretty good or whenever the, you know, if it strikes us sooner than that, then we put out more than that, but there's no, mm-hmm. I feel like this show doesn't lend itself to a, a rigid schedule. No, no, not really. I, Which, I don't think I don't think you and I lend ourselves to a rigid schedule particularly. No, see, I'm so I think it's the ADHD in me. Yeah, like I love a schedule. I love having set things, but once I'm in too much of a schedule, I freak out, and <laughs> it just turns into chaos. Well, yeah, like it, it starts to feel like a chore, and yeah. 
and if it gets thrown off in any kind of way, if you're anything like me, like if my schedule, once I get into it, is thrown off, I don't know what to do with myself. I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's the worst. Do you also, okay, so like if you have something planned for like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You don't do shit for the whole morning. No, no, because I don't, I don't want to be in the middle of something and then have to stop. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, congratulations. You definitely have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. It's so fun. Yeah, no, it's uh like, like let's see, uh, there's that and then there's uh that I have to make sure that I leave the house like 20 minutes earlier than what it, like if I'm going to the movies or something, like I have to be there probably half an hour before before the show. See, I got the other side of ADHD where I'm just chronically late. Like, I'm usually always on time, but yeah. I'm never early because I can't manage time for shit. Yeah, I, I'm probably, honestly, if I was to look back, I was probably the exact same way, and I've just beaten it into myself now that I leave. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you have to be somewhere at 7 o'clock, you're going to leave the house at 6.15. Like, even if you sit in the parking lot for 30 minutes, you're still going to gonna go. No. That way you know you're there. Usually it's like <clears throat> like an hour before I'm yelling at Jordan. Yep. And I'm like, we have to be there at this time. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be ready. And then he'll be like, okay. And then 10 minutes before we're actually supposed to leave, he's ready. I still haven't done shit. And you're not, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, are you going to get ready? And I'm like, we have time. It's fine. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure dating me is such time. a chore. Yeah. I feel bad for the people that have to put up with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. They chose it. I know. I know. They knew what they were getting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jordan, maybe he didn't. We were 11 and 13. So yeah. I'm sure yeah. I've drastically changed. <laughs> Goodness, you guys have been together forever. Yeah, it'll be 12 years in July. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking wild. It's literally, it's my favorite thing to tell new people. Because the response is always the same. <laughs> they're always that, so like, shocked. Slack jaw kind of look. Like, yeah, and they're always like, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So, when, like, obviously we're not going to talk about your job, your new job. But, like, when you, was your, uh, when you started doing the portions of your job that you were supposed to, that you were hired to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you find the stress level dropping like almost immediately or did it take you a little bit to kind of settle into it? So my, like my actual office has been severely neglected for years. Like previous okay. people who worked in the office, just like they, no one seemed to care too much. Yeah. So I would love to say that my stress levels dropped, but they more just changed. Like they're definitely, they're less. I can say they dropped. They're yeah. less. But it's like stress in different ways now. It's shifted to other areas. Yeah. Because now it's more of like, I'm trying to fix everything. And now I'm the face that the customers see. Right. When right. they're not happy about all these things that I'm fixing. Oh, goodness. 
so it's it's a different kind of stress but i, I do like enjoy it. it and i like i have my own space and i like that and it's a good place to grow okay okay you know what so, sometimes you need a job like that yeah it definitely like i've only been in the job for a few months now but yeah. it's already taught me so much self-control like i have my mother's mouth <laughs> which means nothing good right so it's always been very hard for me to deal with customers yeah but now i'm a federal employee so you, know, you can't yeah. yeah you can't really look at someone and tell them to go fuck themselves you well, know like that's can, not just not more than once <laughs> not really something they like so it's definitely taught me more self-control yeah I think just the past seven months or so for me have just been nothing but intense learning experiences. Yeah. And I'm definitely not the same person that I was a year ago because of all of it. Right. And it's definitely not a bad thing. No, I, I feel like, you know, the, usually in circumstances where it's a lot of bad things happening, like, if you are growing from that, it's usually not a bad thing. I, I don't want to say it's always not a bad thing, but like, yeah. if you're See, doing it, the, if you're doing it the right way, mm -hmm. then, then, you know, you're hopefully you can grab a positive out of it at the end. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like even with my mom, like obviously never a day in my life would I wish that, you know, to oh, lose her yeah, yeah but it's it's definitely taught me to be more present okay because i like i took things for granted a lot i know we all do and it happens yeah it's just life but i there were so many times that i could have went and saw her or even thought about going to see her and yeah. i just didn't you yeah. know and now those times are gone forever yeah. I don't but, get to yeah. just think about going to see her. Right. So it makes me more present. Like if you want to go see someone or if you want to message someone, just fucking do it. Yeah. Because tomorrow they really may not be here. It's the it's the new trend of uh giving people their flowers before they're gone. Yeah. 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 And I feel like yeah, part definitely, of it also um, from you like you're at kind of that age. Like where you make that, like you're not a teenager anymore and you're not in mm -hmm. your early, early 20s anymore. Yeah. So you've like, there's that, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I feel like it happens in like, in like every, about every 10 years, you get that kind of shift in how life. Yeah, you. there definitely is a shift. Yeah. Like this was your unfortunate pushing yeah. to out of your child or years sort of stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was... It was rough because, as I'm sure many know who actually, like, know me, I'm an only child on my mom's side, you know? Like, obviously, yeah. I have my brother with you, but, like, my mom doesn't have any other children. Yeah, so exactly. exactly. Losing her, it was, it was just me. I dealt with all of it, and... Yeah nothing makes you fucking grow up quicker than having to decide it to your mother's death wishes. 
you know? Yeah. Like nothing, nothing brings you back down to earth. Yeah. More than that. It's a very, it's very much what I would like, obviously I can't say I know because I don't. But yeah. They, I have to assume that it's an incredibly sobering and eye-opening occurrence. It was what because okay, so you know, I'm sure most others know. I deal with severe anxiety, so yeah. um, my mom has been disabled my whole life. She was on disability. She didn't work. Like, she was a severe epileptic. It yeah. Was it wasn't gonna happen. Um. So when she passed, thankfully, because she was such low income, the county actually paid for all of it. Okay. But the anxiety side of me really, really, I had to fight so hard with myself to make those phone calls. Yeah. Because I had to, like, I was literally, it was on me. My mom legally made me her, uh, not her beneficiary, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So I had to make the decisions and it was, it fucking sucked. Yeah. That's a it lot to sucked. ask anyone to do. At yeah. Any age, but to ask someone at 22 to make yeah. those decisions, that's holy shit. Yeah. It fucking sucked. Yeah. Like I told you, I think I, I, I tried to tell you as often as I could, like just how, uh, I don't want to say impressed because it feels like the wrong word, but like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing to me to see how strongly you did it all. Even if that's not how you felt on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which out, it wasn't on the outside. <laughs> what you were putting forth to the rest of the world was that this was a tragic situation, but you had it under control. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, it's, I, I imagine in that kind of a situation, like, there's no real rule book for how you deal with it. Like, I'm sure everybody does that. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah. You really don't understand the whole everyone grieves differently and like that kind of shit until, yeah. until something. You're doing it. Yeah. Cause that's a, it's a different kind of grief. I know that sounds so silly, but like, I lost my grandfather when I was like eight. Yeah. And I grieved, you know, I, I yeah. went to the funeral and it's not the same, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not so, only, it's not only did I lose my mom, but it's the way I lost her too. Yeah. You know, like it exactly. was, it was so much more. Like it's, it sounds kind of cold to say, but like grandparents are older. Like, there's there's an expectation that at some point they're not going to be yeah. here anymore. Like and you, you also, don't like I mean, for the, I can't it. say not looking forward to it, obviously, but like yeah, you know it's a possibility. Like you don't think about that with your parents. Yeah, no, they're especially when you're younger. Like your parents are never going to die. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. It they're they're to there other forever, people, not to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a very maturing experience, to say the very least about it. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely went from 22 to 36 real quick. Right? <laughs> Can't even imagine. Goodness. Like, uh, like your, your grandfather had 
quadruple, no, quintuple bypass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like last year at some point. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. With I'm terrible with dates. Everybody knows it. Yeah, me. Uh, I'm just like at some point <laughs> in my life. As soon as you put numbers up in front of me, I just blank. But uh, <laughs> so like, he was he was sick. Like he was in not good shape prior to that. Yeah. Surgery. And I was like terrified. So with the like with the diabetes that I have, like it, it, it exacerbates the ADHD. And part of my problem mm-hmm. with ADHD, like you have, is like I fixate. Like once I get yeah. an idea in my head, I can't get rid of it. Like it just it, it goes when it's ready to go. And unfortunately, that's yeah. always like six days later. But yeah, and like, you have no control over it. Yeah. Just suddenly you don't think about it. But all I was focused on leading up to it was like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be good. He needs to do this. Like, this is going to fix everything and it's going to be fine. And then the day came for that surgery and I was a fucking wreck. Like, yeah. I was just insane, anxious, pacing, nervous. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you that. messaged me. I'm pretty sure I did too. And, uh, <laughs> like, your, your grandmother called me to let me know that everything was okay, that he had, you know, that the surgery was fine and it was successful mm-hmm. and he was re- in recovery or whatever. And yeah, I, I wasn't okay until I talked to him. Yeah. Like until yeah. I heard his voice, I wasn't okay. Yeah. Like nothing and meant that, shit until you yeah. heard from him that he was okay. Exactly. And yeah. then once I knew he was home and out of the hospital, I wasn't okay until I saw him. Yeah. And when they, like, they came to the house, I don't know, it was a week or two after the surgery when he was able to, you know, get around a little bit easier. Yeah. Again. Like, I gave him the biggest hug I think I've ever given him, and I just completely burst into tears because it was so relieving that he yeah. was like, right there in front of me, and I knew he was okay. And it was, it's like, so... I mean, if I was that stressed over a situation like that, I can't even yeah. begin to fathom the, the 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 grief and stuff that must have been going on in your head. Yeah, because like even before we found out that she was gone, she it was like three or four days, right, of just not knowing. Yeah, it was fucking awful. I. I literally wouldn't wish that on the devil himself. Like, it's it's fucking terrible. Yeah, there's. I, there's and it's mind blowing. It's yeah. mind blowing that I survived it. Yeah, it really is. It yeah, like not only survived it, but like dealt with it. And I don't even mean just like dealt with the grief. Like you dealt with the whole everything. Yeah. Like, I tried very purposely not to blow up your phone constantly because I knew <laughs> that, like, every other person under the sun was probably doing it, too. And I See, was like, that... all right, I'm going to give her, like, one a day. Like, I'll be like, that was like... like how, how are you doing? <laughs> and then I would just, like, I'm not going to drag information out of you. Mm-hmm. you talk to me about whatever you want to talk to me about, what you feel comfortable yeah. talking about. But like as a as a parent, I like there's that kind of like it's that double edged sword feeling. Like I'm giving you the space to deal with the things that you need to deal with, but at the same time, you don't want to come across like you don't like like you're not concerned. Yeah. Like obviously, yeah. I was concerned about you, but I knew that if I just 
bombarded you with questions and endless mm-hmm. text messages, it would have the opposite effect. Yeah, like, it would have been it would just too much. make you more stressed. Yeah. See, the and I appreciate that. So even Sarah has. <laughs> I send them. I send Sarah specifically screenshots because obviously she's been my best friend for yeah. fucking since 2010. Yeah. So she's got to watch firsthand as mine and yours relationship has grown. Okay. So I'll send her screenshots of like, uh, like when I asked you if you wanted to start recording again and you were yeah. like, yeah, I would love to. I was just giving you your space. I like sent her that. Yeah. And she was like, I love that he gave you the time that you needed. So yeah, like it's, I- I would have given you months and months and months. Like, if we had come back to this for five years, I would have been like, that's what she needed then. Yeah. Like, it's it's very much appreciated. But weirdly, in the time, I won't say none, but there was a few. But pretty much none of my family reached out to me. Really? Yeah. Like, none of my aunts. Really? Not a single one of them have told me they're sorry. Um, only two of my cousins. I have seven. Yeah, I was gonna say you've got like, and that's just like first cousins. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's just seven first cousins. Not even the you know extended. Extended past that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I wasn't a family person before all of this, but this was really just a fucking, a hot burning knife in the heart. Right. And I was like, okay, got it. It sucks like, because sometimes it's stuff like that 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 I don't want to say like the if I, the universe uses like that sounds so <laughs> to say yeah but sometimes like life uses instances like that to tell you where your where your real friends are oh for sure absolutely like Sarah was there immediately right. Like, I had, we found out in the hospital room, and I I looked at Jordan, and I was like, you need to get Sarah here immediately. And she was there within a half hour, if that. Wow. Like, yeah, like, she's such a good friend. That's fantastic. You you know, you have to have somebody like that. Absolutely. She was actually going to come before, like, she was just going to come with us. Yeah. Just to see my mom. Yeah. But... She didn't want to, like, overwhelm anyone and make it, you know, because it was still when, like, COVID regulations were, like, yeah. you don't really bad. You don't want to make it awkward, yeah. Yeah, so she was, like, you know, just call me if you need me there, or, you know, and we were hoping she was going to wake up, so she was, like, you know, or when she wakes up, just call me, and yeah. obviously I'll come see her, but, yeah, she was there immediately. That's fantastic. And, like, she cried, like, it was, (laughs) yeah, she's kind of the shit. (laughs) She's going to listen to this and be like, you're fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, it's important, like, in moments like that, like, when you, like, I'm assuming it has to be. An incredibly, you could be in a room full of, like you were, you were in a room full of people, but it's still very isolating. Like, I'm sure there were were 10 people around you and it still felt like it was just you there. Yeah, because literally none of them, 
upset and obviously they know what I'm going through, none of them actually know no, of course not. what I'm going through. And it's just, it's fucking weird. It is, which is why I made sure to put, like, to give you all of the space that you could have possibly needed with it. Because mm-hmm. how, like, how I deal with something isn't how you would deal with something, which isn't how, which is how, oh, yeah. not necessarily how someone else would deal with, like, everybody deals with something like this completely uniquely like yeah everybody's gonna everybody grieves there are certain things that tick boxes across the board but there's a whole bunch of this stuff that is strictly unique to you and yeah holy shit would i have been like the most insufferable asshole (laughs) if i had been like yeah i'm real sorry about all that hey do you want to record (laughs) like no like i didn't even i didn't even necessarily I wasn't sure I even wanted you to bring this up because I wasn't sure how you would feel talking about it. And I didn't want you to feel obligated to do it because of the the theme of the show. Like, yeah, obviously like this goes hand in hand with mental health. Oh, for sure. I, I was like, don't you dare let her go out there and like, kind of lay it all bare yeah for the world to see like it was the protective dad in me yeah so. no, like there's definitely obviously because even you don't know everything no, you know like no. I've never I've never actually talked to you and there's never going to be because of how tragic it was truly I don't think there's ever going to be a time where I can talk about it and not cry no probably not but I would like to actually like tell you what happened you know yeah of course and just just deal for i am yeah just i'm ready to be ready to deal with the floodgates (laughs) because that will happen (laughs) yeah Yeah, no it's definitely i grew up pretty quick we talk like that's just for sure how we've always done it's weirdly something i would like to do in person yeah well that makes sense mainly because it's a lot to type yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah, it's uh it's been a growing experience in in many different ways and I don't think I didn't allow myself to grieve properly and I think that was sort of my way of dealing with it is I yeah. I pushed myself back into work like I worked with uh Jordan's dad for a little while before mm-hmm. I got the job with the post office like I really I didn't let myself grieve the way I should have cuz I went from yeah. Like, it happened, and then I was forced to deal with all the arrangements and what I was going to have done with her and all of this other shit. And then it's so weird. It's back to how, like, the fucking, the mind works. I felt, even though I deserved to lay in bed and cry and eat all the food I wanted, you know, whatever I wanted to do, I deserved that. You did. But I was also telling myself, like, you have a car payment. You need to get the fuck up. You yeah. need money. Yeah. You can't. I can't even begin to describe my appreciation for Jordan because he literally paid for just about everything for months. Right. And didn't even question it. He didn't bat an eye. He didn't get angry with me. Like. He just, he just literally took care of me. That's what love is supposed to be. 
And Some, I sometimes can't... he's going to have to take care of you because you've got shit going on. And sometimes you're going to have to take care of him because he's got shit going on. Like it's, it, it was like, just, uh, yeah. Oh, just, I love him. I can't just, <laughs> it was so wild. But like, yeah, I gave myself a hard time for that because I wasn't working. And then, so I forced myself back into work. And then when I was working for Jordan's dad, I ended up because he's built he's has his own contracting business. Mm. So he was literally he's building a cabin right down the road from us. Okay. So I'm literally working with fucking I don't know, 50, 60 pound boards and I'm just like moving them around, you know, like yeah. they're heavy as shit. Yeah. And we well, very strong. ended up hurting my back. Yeah. <laughs> um ended up hurting my back. So that put me out for like another week or two Goodness. yeah i was just really really hard on myself for a while which yeah. added to the depression and yeah. not letting myself grieve and yeah it's been grief is weird it's been a very it weird it's but a roller coaster you, but you could also argue that like maybe throwing yourself back into work so that you weren't because of your ADHD. now i'm only saying this as someone who also has it because of your ADHD mm-hmm. and the way you fixate, maybe it wasn't such a bad thing to throw yourself at all of these other things to keep your mind at least the tiniest bit distracted so that yeah. the really, really new, fresh stuff had a chance to sit out in the open for a little bit before you dove into it. Like yeah. Maybe if you had tried to grieve fully right from the beginning, it would have been it would have been a complete mess in the other direction. You know what I mean? Oh, it definitely would have because very realistically, since we're on a mental health podcast, I've never, I've never been closer to suicide. Okay. Yeah, I can, I guess, and, I, can, yeah. I, guess I can understand that. Yeah. So I think the distractions were needed. Yeah. For sure. But Yeah. And it wasn't like you got distracted and didn't grieve at all. Like, oh no, like going, I'm still grieving still to this day. It. Yeah, I don't think the grief ever stops. I think it just it just changes. You learn how to deal yeah. with it. Yeah, better. It becomes a part of you. Yeah. Unfortunately. But... Yeah, sadly. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, like I said, I I haven't gone through the situation, so. I would be a complete asshole if I tried to offer advice to in a situation that I know nothing yeah. about. On the weird bright side, mm-hmm. when unfortunately you end up dealing with this on the parent side, yeah, I I got you. I I can I can sit and relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's a weird bright side we could we could find from we it. Can, we can commiserate. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. You know what, though? It is nice to know that you're not alone. It really really is, because that was really hard for me. Yeah. Because it was, that was really hard for me to not have anyone else around me who lost a parent. Like, I actually, Jordan's mom and I, especially when it first happened, I kind of migrated towards her because she lost her mom a couple years ago. Right. And her and her mom were extremely close. Like, 
best friends. So I knew she would understand. Yeah. So I kind of migrated with her. So that was helpful. But it was really shitty not having, like, especially anyone my age. Well, and that's, that's, that's the hardest part I have to say. Yeah. That, like, yes, you can, you can go and you can talk to someone who has also lost a parent. But if they're in their 40s or 50s. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the number of people that have lost a parent in their 40s and 50s is significantly higher than in their 20s. So there are things that you can't necessarily share uh, because they don't understand it like that. Yeah, there's different parts of it. Like, I'm now grieving with the fact that my mom's never going to see me get married. Right. She's never going to meet my kids. Like, it's, it's things like that, that obviously someone who's in their 40s, they didn't experience. You know, they got to have those moments. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, something that someone older than you can't necessarily share in the same way. Like, they can kind of sit with you and, you know, listen to you. Yeah, they can understand the pain. Yeah. But there's just certain parts that even they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, grief is very specific to everyone yeah Yeah, very unique but it does seem like you've gotten to the point where you have yourself surrounded with the right kind of people I would say yeah I definitely especially after my mom passed and the whole family not being a good family um (laughs) I really a lot of emotions were taken out of me during that time. Yeah. And I just do not have it in me anymore to be fake or to care to people who don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I deserve so much happiness. I yeah. have gone through so much from the day I was born. It's, I just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't care for everyone else all the fucking time. No, you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. So, yeah. It is is important to uh, put good out into the world and take care of people when they need help. But it's also important to take care of yourself. Like, and that's not selfish to take, it's not selfish in a bad way to take care of yourself. Like, no, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't do any of that other stuff. As, as you yeah. learned when, like, you got, you know, you, you got sick and your body kind of turned on you. I imagine yeah. there were a whole lot of things that you just couldn't do anymore because you just didn't have it in you to do them anymore. Like, and that's kind of when I realized that, like, I need to focus on me being happy was when I, my body just stopped doing what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And sometimes and I, was, I think that shit's on purpose. It's like your body. Oh, definitely. Thing, like, yeah, my body asshole. was like literally yeah they were like bitch you are doing too much you have too much going on you need to fucking chill yeah 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 exactly so if anyone is listening to this very long podcast at this point um (laughs) and if you are going through grief you're not alone and prioritize yourself because you deserve it yeah definitely i would i would think that would probably be like one of the one of the themes of this show is that you're not alone. Like, yeah, the whole point of this show was you and me sitting down and talking about things that were going on with us 
And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you specifically, but for me, I have sorted through a lot of my own mental health stuff just by talking to you on the show. Oh, because nice. you have said things to me like, oh, well, I deal with this, this, and this. And I think like, because like you started this journey uh, sooner than I did, like the whole getting well sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, you were saying like, oh, well, I deal with this and sometimes I do this, this, and this. And I was like, oh my God, I have the same thing that happens to me. I can, let me try what Savannah said. So, you know, like, I hope that I've helped you and I know you, that you've helped me. And in, in turn, I hope that anybody listening to this can get something out of it too. Like I want us to be able to help other people. Like that's the whole point of the, like I have other shows and those are for entertainment purposes. Like this for me is about helping people. Absolutely. Yeah. Like even just talking has helped. Yeah. Like, even if like maybe I didn't get like a coping mechanism out of it, but like I got, I got relief out of it. Yeah, a little bit of clarity at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Got to take those little victories. And I've even had, out. yeah, I've even had a couple friends tell me like how good we're doing with the show, and like they actually like it. That's so great. we're doing something. I guess we must be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, goodness, this was, yeah, I mean, I figured it would probably end up being kind of a heavy show, but I'm glad we got to do it anyway. And, yeah, uh, it, it was a good opening. It tells it everyone why we were gone, especially yeah, for so long. Kind of cleared the air, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, for, for those of you listening, in the next few coming episodes, there's going to be changes, some changes, not major ones, like little tweaks here and there that make the show a little bit more how we're envisioning it going forward you know we're going to probably get some new some new theme music and stuff like that and with adding new topics to the show we'll have you know some format stuff and bits or whatever you want to call them and yeah so it's going to be uh (laughs) it's going to be fun it's a hey we were talking about growing pains so the show is about to have some it's all a problem (laughs) so all right. Well, uh, if the people uh, if the people want to look you up on social media or something, do you have a hey there, friends. As you can tell, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty here at the end of the episode, but I wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully, in the very near future, we will have some new and exciting things coming for the show. That being said. On behalf of Savannah and myself, thank you again, and we hope you enjoyed it, and we look forward to talking to you all again very soon. Thanks again. Later, y'all.